Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Friday, yes, we've made it into the week, 2nd of September, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ, we've got a happy, happy team here today because oh, just haven't felt that for a very, very long time, Kempe, Louie, it was a successful day on the punt. As we got Child Cancer found uh, Child Cancer Foundation paid, and we also got Louie, Kempi, and Izzy paid on the side. Two boys, what an afternoon on the on the dabble, eh? Take a bow, Louie. Take a bow, son. If you didn't make money yesterday, quit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about, well, I, I what nearly about quit. that? Louis was on fire, quit. mate. Did you? Did you? You never, nah. you never quit, mate. You're not a quitter. Nah. nah, I watched those two horses, and man, they bolted home. Very, very good. Very, very good, the, the horses at the Rickard and Synthetic. And then I was waiting all day for Master DJ. Master DJ. What and a name. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you have the decks out on the pool, by the pool? 
Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I was just in Ozaki. Oh, um, Montana DJ. I, That's who you were talking oh, about. I couldn't oh, work out who Montana, Master DJ sorry. was. Not, right. Not, not Master. Montana, sorry. Apologies. Montana DJ. Waiting all day for Montana DJ. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then it had a good run, solid run. And then it was a stable mate was in front of it. And I was like, oh, please don't do this to me. <laughs> don't, just don't do this to me, stable mate. I just I've seen this happen plenty of times when the stablemate beats a, beats the favourite and I was like, Oh, please don't anyway. Montana DJ sneaks up on the inside, gets the win by a neck and uh oh just makes it a very successful day, boys, and um yeah, thank you. That's good. That's thank cool. You very much. Louis Louis nailed it, mate. He said, That's karma. That's called karma. <laughs> See, Joe, that's what happens when you stop and you, you help a damsel in distress that's cold and needs somewhere just to lay her head oh, yeah. until her friend wakes up and picks her up and that karma came down from the universe and, Louis in bucket loads and, and do you know what Kempi I actually stole that because I got home and Shannon was working from home yesterday and we had a little bit of a, a giggle and, and the uh, the young girl she was fine so she woke up in the end the coffee machine woke her up at about quarter to eight my <laughs> Shannon and Chappie my flatmate were just getting ready to go to work just kind of pottering around the kitchen she sat up oh can I use your bathroom? Go and use the bathroom. Okay. Sat back down on the couch for a bit. All right, my friend's going to come and get me. Thanks for the hospitality. Thank you. And she's she's going to scamper out the door. She hadn't been talking about it. And she said, you know what, Louie? You deserve to have a fill up on the punt today for being a good person. Yeah. So <laughs> that's when she alluded it to me. And then once she said that, I was like, do you know what? That's so true. We're due one here. And Bell of the Bull, $2.10. Come on, come see me. I'll have you, bookies. Oh, oh. what a cozy dollar thirty-five. It was just. It was. It looked so obvious. You know, how, you said, oh, how like, good was that run? I mean, it didn't even jump well, and it was still four lengths better than them. And he's pushed it through I the know. middle, and then and here it goes. That was what. He, that's what the commentator said. Here it goes, and just went whoosh four lengths. Should have unloaded the kiwi saver on it. God, it was immoral. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate, honestly, I was watching on the, uh, uh, well, where was I? On the golf course actually, and I was like, "Yes, you good thing go." And I actually had only for you. Was it only for you the one that in the um, yeah. first race? Yeah, that one really well too. So I had that in the in the multi as well. Um, but mate, very good day, very successful day, lads. And I nearly went against. I don't know if you watched the. Um, uh, Alexandra, but there's a horse called Safrakova in the harness, and I backed it last time. Actually, when you yeah. boys were in um, Cambridge, Luck, yeah, Luck uh, Chin. at the Grins race, yeah, that's right. I, I backed it there, and it won and paid nine bucks. And I seen it last night; it was paying thirteen bucks. I was like, Nah, I won't win. And it won, gutted, gutted. And uh, but anyway, you take what you get. And I had a very, very good night, boys. We got a big show today, a big seven o'clock hour and eight o'clock hour, mate. We got some. Good guess on the show this morning. We were All Blacks named their side yesterday with four changes. The experienced Dane Coles, Brody Retallick, Bowden Barrett, and Dalton Papali'i bringing that much-needed vigour at the breakdown. He's uh, coming in, but a player that was always the first on every team sheet. I had a chat to him yesterday at lunchtime after their media session, Adi Savia. Had a good chat with him uh, yesterday. We'll play that for you after 7 o'clock. This morning, so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll catch up with the most consistent player in the All Blacks. And, well, he might be one of the best in the world, Ardi Savia.
And following that, this is a very good kid, actually. Warriors play their final game of the season at home in front of a packed-out crowd at Mount Smart Stadium. Wade Egan will start at hooker, and he'll join the show this morning. So looking forward to having a chat to Wade Egan uh, before then. And carrying on the Warriors theme. It's a big day for Kempe. Big day for Kempe. I can just see that excitement in his eyes, that little, that little twinkle, little twinkle, because later on tonight they've got their reunion. They have got their reunion, and Paul Donkin, the manager from the 2002 Warriors side that nearly went all the way, is going to pop into the studio and have a little chinwag with the lads and myself. So, big morning, Kempe. Um, look, look, talk me through your outfit. What are you going to wear tonight, mate? Oh, cut it out. It'd be, it'd be lucky to get me out of my shorts and my singlet, mate, to be brutally honest. There'll be no outfit, but I am looking forward to catching up with the boys who play a bit of pool and throw some darts because uh, they're going to have a couple of uh, refreshing amber amber liquid um, drinks. Mm. So I'm just going to have a couple of couple of those with the boys, catch up, see who's still got their hair, who's put on a couple of pounds, <laughs> you know, um, and just chew the old fat. The most funny, like 20, 20 years, you just I – I can't believe how – you know when you're a kid and you're going, man, I can't wait to be an adult, and it seems like it's going so slow – you know, and you're going, oh, man, can't wait to grow up, can't wait to get to, to 20. And then you go, next one, you're 50. You know, where did that go? Where did that 30 years go like that, you know? So um, I'm looking forward to it, catching up with – he's a good bloke, Donk. Um, that's his nickname, Paul Donkin. He'll talk about some of the good times we used to have there at the club. And you've got to remember back in those days is we never had a cast of thousands. We had mm. me, him, and O. Um, one other assistant coach and a sports scientist. That was it. Mm. You know, there was a f- yeah. was that five. Yeah, there was like me and Nando with the no assist- analysis. I, well, I did. I did the analysis. Um, yeah, we never had. We never had like sports psychs or nutrition. Well, we had a nutritionist, but that was sort of a part time thing. But um, geez, where it's gone to from back then to now, the cast mm. of thousands that's associated with your football teams. I just want to briefly talk about that. Last night I heard what that guy Gamble said to Kevy Walters. Did you read that? Yeah. No. Yeah? Mate, you're a pork chop. Seriously. Yeah. He's apologised, hasn't he? He needs to apologise. But I don't think he needs to apologise to Kevy Walters. He needs to, he needs to apologise to all the guys that played in that era. Let me tell you something about the guys that played in that era, son. They would tell you up. All right. He he basically said it's a different era now, and you'd have no chance against us. I'll tell you right now, you would not finish the game, mate. All right. It's a <laughs> different. That's what he said. Yeah. Like I I was just thinking that is so rude, you know. And here's someone he won six premierships, Kevy Walters. Mm. Like you don't win six premierships in that era, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um. Yeah, I just wanted to, to, I guess, get that off my chest. But I just, I was, I actually like the kid. He's going to Newcastle. They sign him for next year. I like the way that he plays. But you know, I hope they can sort out. I guess that I don't mind the banter from halfbacks. I think it's really good. But you know, you don't say silly, silly things, son. You know, keep those ones in. Keep those ones in your handbag. Because <laughs> that's what he'd throw. See, the back in the old days, the boys never threw handbags. They threw bombs, son. Absolute bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt there'd be some uh, some uh, fellow past players just licking their lips at the chance of uh, seeing him 
Uh, having a wee word, having a wee a quiet word to him there, Kimpy. But no, Kimpy, obviously tonight you're going to catch up with a lot of your your past players. Like, and all, who are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to? Just the first person there, you're in the room, and you see you're going to go, I'm going to go see him, tap him on the shoulder, and you're just going to have a laugh. Like, Daniel Anderson. Daniel Anderson, without yep. a doubt. I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen wow. him. I've got one. Te- I've had one text message from him. And that was when I got the job. And the text message, I can still remember it. He sent me a text message. He said, roll with the punches. And that was it. You know, we, we were both very young coaches. And I'm sure we'll have a chat tonight and have a beer and, and talk about and what actually happened. And you haven't heard from him since? No, nah, mate. And, and my belief is that we should never wow. have broken up as a team, me and him, because we were so good. Mm. You know? Um, but he was, he was the same. He's the same age as me. Um, and we had a really good thing going. You know, we had this good, this good cop, bad cop going, and we complemented each other's coaching styles. Um, and we were really good together, you know. But he went on and done his thing, and I went on and done my thing. And I've always believed that if we could have kept together, man, we would we could have gone on and done some really good things together. So, the first bloke in the room, I'm going to go and buy him a beer and say, "Hey, mate, how you going? Remember me?" Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? I was your right hand, mate. I was your right hand. So I was the hand. The That's king's hand. The yeah. king's hand. Yeah. Sure. Tyrion. Oh. <laughs> but the players, see, I, I catch up with some of the players, like Ali, mate. I've been thinking about it all week. Like, we win a premiership if we could keep that team together. I want to hear what Donk thinks, you know. Um, but Ali Lautiti, like, we let him go. I know I keep saying it. We let him go in his prime. And they've been, they've been showing lots of footage of the old 20, uh, 2002 year on, on Sky Sport, and I'm just watching that, that footage of Ali Lautiti, and I'm going, whoa. You know, if we could have held him at our club, um, built the team who was still on the, on the way up with the likes of Toops and Henry Farfilli, Francis Malley, the Anderson boys. Remember them? Vinnie Anderson, Louis Anderson, the yeah. brothers? Oh, yeah. They, they were so good. And throwing Brent Webb, who just could sniff out a try. Um, mm. You know, we could have we could have gone really close. So, yeah, no, it'd be good to get them in, mate. It'd be good to see the boys. I'm looking forward to it. They'll, uh, yeah, they'll no doubt all be looking forward to seeing me too. Not. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will love to see Kimpy and have a wee chin wag. And look, yeah, times, times a healer. You know, you go away, you, you live your life, and you do other things, and you can come back and reflect. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of that reflecting tonight, Kimpy, and just talking about the good times. The tough times, get a few beers in you, you, you know, you'll say some things that you might have not have said before, and it'll all come out. <laughs> Everything will come out. Just keep those arms in the pockets yeah, and then yeah. just have I'm some fun. Just about to say, <laughs> hopefully everybody, seatbelts their arms to their sides. Oh, um, I went back to Newcastle. I'll tell you a story, man. I went back to Newcastle. First one, first old boys day, mate. I went back, been like, geez, that would be 1995. That would have been, I grabbed a couple of mates. Took him back to Newcastle. It was a great weekend. The sheep came over with me. Um, ended up in Newcastle. It was a hell of a trip. Hell of a trip getting from Sydney up to Newcastle. And I get there late. I miss the old boys' day. I miss the old boys walking out of the tunnel with the boys and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go sit with the boys, you know. And I just went out and sat with, with Sheik and them in the in the stand and that. But anyway, I went back to the the. Uh, it was called the Burton. Was the name of the pub? It was like five houses from where I used to live in Merriweather in Newcastle. It had changed, mate. It was the Knights Pub, but back in my day, it was just a local. 
And I walk in there and this guy hadn't let this thing go, mate, for years about me. He was one of the ex-players. <laughs> and I could see it, mate. I could see it coming a mile away. Anyway, end of the night, they're, they're pulling me apart. I'm, I'm like, okay then, well, let's sort this out. Like, This is like 15 years, 16 years oh. later. And he was a front rower and like he sort of hadn't aged that well. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to sort you out. Don't worry. I've had, I've had the boys jump in the middle and go, no, no, no. We haven't come up here all the way up here for this. And threw me back in the back of the van and drove me all the way back to Sydney. So, now just uh, there won't be any of that tonight. I can, t- I can tell you. Yeah. I can tell you now. Too um, old for that, Kimpy. Oh, I am now. Too old for that. I am now. Just, just in case, Kimpy, just check those um. Those gloves in that gym bag that you take to the gym every now and then, just in case, because I've got a feeling there's going to be a bit of that, like, nah, 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 nah. you're going to have fun. Nah, mate, and, and Ando, Ando's a mate, good bloke. I got, you know, I've got to say, the, the time we had there, um, yeah. man, it was great. It was, you know, me and him basically lived in each other's pockets, just talking football and and mm. and, you know, the way we analysed the game and broke it down and, you know, it's just... For me, the, having two blokes the same age with the same sort of philosophies around the game and what we did in New Zealand at that time was, was I guess, pretty innovative. And you've got to remember mm. when we first went into that club, and a lot of people don't know this, there was me, Ando and the receptionist. That was how we mm. took over the club and built that team the first year to make the eight and take them to the grand final the second year. Now that that's sort of similar to the Melbourne story, you know, where they came in and won that, that final in nineteen ninety nine. So um no looking forward to it, Izzy. Should be a should be a good good day catching up with those boys. Can't wait on Monday. Nineteen minutes past six o'clock. Uh, so we'll catch up with Donk Paul Donkin up after eight. If you want to reminisce about the good old days of the early two thousands and the Warriors, can't wait. Question of the day: What's well, Father's Day on Sunday? Isn't it? Yes, it is. So it's an easy one for you today. Take this wherever you want. What is your one wish for your your one sporting wish for your Father's Day? Now, if you're a dad, well, what do you want? What do you want? What's your one wish for Father's Day from your sporting team? Over the weekend, this weekend, what do you just desire more than anything than your bacon and eggs on Sunday morning? And if you're not a father, what is your one wish for your old man and the team he supports or a player or an athlete he supports? What will you know your old man wants this weekend? Is it a fill-up at the Addington Dogs? Is it a fill-up at the Addington Harness? Is it the All Blacks to get up? The Warriors to get up? Has EDPL team to get up? What do you and your dad want this Father's Day? Your sporting wish. 0800 the Kennard's High phone line or double eight double three Temper Bed Post text machine. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 20 minutes past six. 25 minutes past six o'clock. What is your Father's Day sporting wish? i got a couple of dads with me. Kempi, what do you wish for this weekend? I wish my father was still here. That's that's one of the one of the things in the times of year when you think about your dad. Um, so I could buy him a big truck because he always wanted a big big four by four. But if my my Father's Day wish this weekend around the sports is that the the crowd behind the Warriors just go out there and and really enjoy tomorrow night, you know, and um, get ready for next year. You know, it's going to be a good off season, I reckon. And hopefully it's sold out. They've said it's sold out. We know Vodafone's bought a lot of the tickets and given them away, but I just hope everyone goes there and enjoys it. And and for there, there's a there's one father there that I want them to 
to really, um, I guess, look up, look up and say thank you to, and that's Stacey Jones because I think what he's done this year has been outstanding. Totally, totally. Izzy, what about you, mate? No, I love it, Kempi. I, I hope they can go out there and put a performance. We're going to chat to Wade Egan later on as well. So chat about the weekend and how things are going. Um, for me, special day on Sunday. Um, yeah, Father's Day. Got to head along to Hawke's Bay, Canterbury with Arlo. First rugby game we've been to together. Um, I'm really excited. And I'm just going to get an understanding if he likes the game. If he's really keen, he's going to sit there and, and be intrigued by what, what he's seen on the field. So take him along, and, and I could, I'd hope uh, the perfect ending would be a Hawks Bay win over Canterbury down here at Orange Dairy Stadium. So that that would be a memorable, memorable, memorable day. Oh, me that, that's life. actually such a good point. That, what a great what a great activity for you and your boy Izzy. That's awesome. Um, mm. Mark says tonight that South Sydney punish. The Roosters, yeah, good luck to you, Mark. He also said, how tough is Mitchell Moses? You see that shot mm. Mitchell Moses put on Kenny Bromwich last night? Oh, it was good. Yeah, he's tough. He's a tough kid. He, he's playing some good football too. So uh, I think he's a free agent. He's going to the market November 1, along with Dylan Brown. Parramatta are going to have to pull the checkbook out to keep those two, especially Dylan Brown. Wow. Dylan Did Brown. you see Dylan Brown's try wow. last night? Yeah, he oh. is. He is out of this world, eh? He's got the feet. It reminds me of a little Benji. Oh, so good. Yeah, he's a freak. And you're right, they're going to get paid, those lads. And do you know what? The Eels are actually a sneaky chance to win the comp, to be honest. Now they're in the top four. And if they, 100%. And if they go close, well, they're going to have to pay them. Otherwise, their fans will be doing conniptions. Uh, good morning, boys. <laughs> It'll be great if I can put my All Blacks jersey on the Sunday and not leave it in the closet. Have a great weekend. Good luck on the Gurului. Bring it on. That's Dave oh. from Karaki. Yeah, that's a Father's Day wish. And Jamie says, I hope South Africa come in 12 and under at three bucks from Jamie in Wanaka. That's probably a series we haven't spoken too much about. Is they rung the changes? Do you think they can lift it? Because the hardest thing for Australia to do, as you've mentioned yesterday about the All Blacks, put two really mm. good performances together back-to-back. So what are you thinking from that game? Oh, that's, that's a hard one. Yeah, you, you're right. It's, it's tough. And, what, and Australia, man, they look, they look confident, eh? They look very, very confident in the game. Um, this the cohesion, the continuity of selections. They're still trying to find that ten, but Noah Lawless Seal has been uh, really good for them. Uh, oh, I can see the Wallabies going back to back. Honestly, I can see the Wallabies going back to back. South Africa, they're a funny one, man. They are a funny one. I, I just don't get what um, what's quite going wrong with them. I don't know if they they got the same situation with what we're dealing with as uh, Nembar, the coach. Um, or, or, you know, um, how it's all been handled. Like, there's so many voices in that group. You've got uh, the other coach. Oh, I forgot his name. Uh, Rassi Erasmus. Rassi Erasmus. Who's, like, who is doing the coach? Who is the coach? There's so much uncertainty in there. And I think it affects him quite a bit. So, I think the Wallabies will go back to back. Mm, that's my take. For whatever reason, they just don't seem to play well over there, the South Africans. Um, oh, they hate it. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Don't know, but they don't quite lift. Uh, Richie says, not quite this weekend, but a Black Caps ODI series win against Aussie next week for Father's Day sporting wish. Oh, yes, Richie. Everybody would love that. 0800 Somebody give us a call and come through with your Father's Day sporting wish. I know what my old man... 
Mike Watt will want, and he has been absolutely hounding my. Actually, I won't even see if I'll see if they are air quality. He's been hounding my phone about Ian Foster. I oh, know, can't read those. Um, but the, yesterday, the team naming they need to lose. I'm speechless. Well, not really, Muppet. I will be praying they lose. He's fully lost the plot at the All Blacks. He's actually melted down. <laughs> he has gone full cartwheels because of what <laughs> the, where the All Blacks are at. So I wonder how many dads have fully lost it over the last few while with our national team. So he, I think we need a big All Blacks win just to iron him out. 29 away from seven this morning. Uh, back after the news with Aloha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Then we'll catch up with Tony in Auckland. So what you want? I want bourbon, I want scotch, I want beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know. Twenty-seven away from seven o'clock this morning, Friday, the second of spring. Also the second of September. I hope everybody had a fill up yesterday. If you didn't win on the punt yesterday, I can't help you. All right, that's it. That's that's all I'll say there. At Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. We are here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Right now, we've got the US Open rolling on across in the States. Jan Sinner is about to close out the third set to win straight sets against Eubanks. Later on this morning, Omar and Cilic, the 15th seed's gone through in straight sets, by the way, as well, later on this morning, we've got Rafael Nadal against Fognini, the spicy Italian, and that's at, well, it's actually at 12 p.m., so that'll be a hell of a game. Shapovalov takes on Cabrera Spiana as well this morning at 9 a.m. That will be a good game to Serena follow. Serena Williams, mate, knocking out the number two, is he? Picking up her line. She's rolling. Right, she's a chance. She's still kicking. Um, she's hanging in there, and I tell you what, it's the story of New York at the moment. No one wants it to end. All the celebrities were out there and enjoying mm. it. Um, Ian Foster fronted media yesterday. We're going to catch up with a little bit of an interview we did with Artie Savera a little bit later on, but here's a little bit of Ian Foster's press conference. He was obviously naturally grilled about no changes and, and exactly why he's gone with the starting team again. Yeah, a lot of that's based on on the performance earlier in the game. You know, I thought we we kept them in the game with um, you know probably some inaccuracies on that off sideline, which was frustrating. And they went three six nine twelve and stayed in in the hunt. But um, overall, I, I thought scrum was strong. You know, the line out functioned really really well. We were you know our, our carries were going good. We, we were seeing the kicking space. We were actually doing a whole lot of good stuff. And and I think that group's um, you know, we're backing that and making sure we actually grow and get a few more lessons from that as well. There you go, 25 away from seven. That's a little bit of Ian Foster's logic. We'll hear some of it later on as well. He is right. The uh, set piece and the driving mall in particular were very good. Let's go to the phone lines, Ken Atai phone line, to catch up with Ed and Tolliga Bay. Morning, Ed. I hope my cousin's doing well at work. But yeah, I wish I'd seen the old man play for the case. Yeah, 1953, he played in the Wellington um, Shield match. Yeah. Played in the uh, Prince of Wales Cup, Mouldy Trials. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. Nice. What position yeah, did yeah. he play? When he passed, I moved home and um, went to Iowa, and then I was playing league. And then the old lady comes up to me and goes, son, 
what are you doing next year? I'm not going to play league with the boys. We're the hardest nail team. And next minute, oh, can you go play rugby? Oh, yeah, because Dad played for Uwawa. And he played for East Coast. I said, oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll go play for rugby. Next minute, I was player of the year and player of the year for the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ed. Yeah. Uh, All good, good brother. Work, Have a happy morning, brother. Yeah, Ed. Well done, mate. Thanks, Ed, brother. Good call. Good call from Ed. That's great. That is great. Did your dad play any footy, is he? Because he obviously loves it. Uh, yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, he did. He went all right, too, apparently. He went all good. Um, played for Hastings and... Did a, I don't know if he played for Hawke's Bay, but he played for Hastings. He played uh, fullback and a little bit of lock, and he went all over the show, mate. He was all over the show, so yeah, he played a wee bit. Played a wee bit, the old fella. Very good cricketer. Very good cricketer. Still got the highest score in our family, 196 not out. Ooh. Yeah, he's... Uh, was that backyard cricket? 196 not out. Lose a bit of concentration. <laughs> Lose a bit of concentration and nick off. Uh, <laughs> oh no, nah, he, he used to have a handy eye. The old fella he used to um, play left-handed and had it very, very well um, until he got a bit older. And then we overtook him as, as sons. He used to have the safest hands in the family. The old fella used to say, and then he used to drop some sitters. I was like, what happened? Safest hands? Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have some chirp too. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, hard. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. 22 away from seven. Um, Morena boys, speaking of cricket, I watched my dad play cricket about 10 years ago, stayed the whole day to watch him bat, got a golden duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, and, he, and then went home before he walked off. <laughs> and he probably didn't even look at you. <laughs> I hope you did what my dad did. He went, quack. Quack, 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 quack. When I walked back to the stands, I was like, got a duck. I was like, looking around going, oh, yeah, sweet dad's not here. And I heard this, quack, 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 quack. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Oh, they were the worst, your parents, eh? Oh, mate. I just got so angry. Well, it's kind of better than being like that overprotective or over-supportive sports parent, like on the sideline. Like, yeah. give Timmy... Get that would have been Joe's bum with Joe. That wouldn't have Joe. Yeah, definitely. No, oh. actually, that's the only time my parents ever got angry with me, you know? They really, like, you know, they, they overcared for me when they were growing up. But when I was playing, they got so into my... That's the only time my mom would ever get in my face and be like, man up, Joe, get in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that when you play marbles? <laughs> no, nah, man, American football, rugby, football, all of it. Oh, yes, Joey, yes, Joey. Hey, quickly, before I come back to you, Joey, um, look us a message if you've got any stories of your upbringing from your parents on the sidelines. Look us know, because I've dad. got plenty. Your oh, dad, your mum, my dad, what are you doing there? My mum, great game, son, but I played horrible. You know, I've got some <laughs> great stories from our parents growing up. Honestly, I used to always get out to a square cut, square cut. And Dad used to call me Fisherman Izzy because I always used to fish outside. <laughs> he used to wire me up. He used to wire me up, both. And I was just like, hate it. Anyway, went home, practice hard, practice hard. My square cut became my favourite shot. Became my favourite shot. Because of my dad, he used to wire me up about my square cut. I'd go home, work extremely hard on the nets, and then you just... You know, we work hard on something, it becomes your best your best friend. So your parents do it for a reason. You've got some great stories. So double eight, double three, if you've got some awesome stories about your parents. And quickly, Joe signed up for the Auckland Half Marathon. Yeah, Joey. Joey, boy. Well done, my friend.
Kempe, you have inspired him. 100%. We haven't even started, eh, Joe? We haven't started yet, mate. I'll buy you your first white T-shirt too. Don't worry about that, son. Me, me and Louis were talking about it the other day, and uh, Louis actually, if I finish it, Louis going to pay my entry fee for the half marathon because I'm cheap. Uh, but I, hey. but I, I back myself. I'm going to do it, and I've run twice this week. I saw him. Time. I yeah. saw Joe running because we live in a similar place. We heard this yesterday as he drove past the stranded girl. Um, he <laughs> uh, he actually was in the park in the daylight doing exercise. And I saw him with my own eyes as I, I ran past him. And you should have seen my face. Joe, did I look excited? He, he started yelling. He was like, yeah, Joey boy, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like like boy. your mum. <laughs> like my mum. It was like, yeah, right in my face. Oh, good work, Joe. Well done, Joe. Good work, Joe. Uh, double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through on what your dad was like on the silent or your mum. Nah, it's very good stuff. 19 away from 7. 0800 This is the last day to get in the draw. On Monday, we do the draw. To go to the Gold Coast. Williman Travel's taking somebody to the Gold Coast 500, right? This is the last day you can get in the draw. Win the quiz, get in the draw. I expect to have 100 calls lined up here. People desperate as a last-ditch effort. 19 away from 7, 0800 150 811. Come see the Quizmaster. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. All right, man, I'm laughing. One of these messages just reminds me of my dad. <laughs> I'll read it out shortly. Anyway, let's rip into it. Uh, Quizzy Dag, final day. Final day on Monday. We are doing the draw for one person to go to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel. Here we go. Brett from Huntley, you're up first. Morning, Brett. Morning, brothers. Happy Father's Day for Sunday, brothers. Yeah, thank you. Same to you, Brett. Appreciate your support, brother. Here we go. Question number one. Good luck. If the answer is Sunday, what is the I question? Just say it's on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Why are you following me now? Cut it out. Cut it out. Who was that? I knew anyway? you'd get that. We knew you'd get that Did one. Did you know that, Auntie <laughs> Brett? What does that mean? If the answer is. <laughs> Christian number two. Which college football team has the nickname the Fighting Irish? Louis, eh? Notre Dame. 
Yeah, boy. Yeah, man, Toto. Here we go. Question yeah, number. Yeah. Question number three. What did Nick Kyrgios complain a fan was smoking inside the stadium during his latest US Open win? <laughs> someone from Coromandel had turned up and was on the bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three out uh, four. Who won the first AFL finals game last night? Oh, Five. Four. I don't know who played. See ya. See ya, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. We're going to get a Simon from Auckland. Yes, Simon. Come on. This is your time to shine, Si. Morning, morning. Here we go. Who won the first AFL finals game last night? Uh, the Brisbane Lions. Oh, here you go, lines. Simon. Here yes, you go. Correct. Here we go, Simon. Who is leading the supercar driver's standings? Supercar love. Uh, five. Supercar love. Three. Two. Ben, ben, ben Gisbergen? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yes, Simon. Yes, Simon, you're in the draw, brother. You're in our final draw, and I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be your good yeah. night. Well done, brother. Well done. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Well done, Simon. We'll chuck a little TAB $50 bonus bet voucher for you as well, because we're in the giving mood. Nine away <laughs> from... A good question, Louis. You like that? Number one. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, what about that yeah, too? He sounded, Sunday. He just sounded like <laughs> yeah. it too. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hey, boys, real. My my old boss was that guy. Oh, the radio was, oh, the, the, was the host. My old yeah? boss at Radio Sport. Um, he nailed it, and he he was he was the way he was doing Rotorua Radio for MediaWorks back in the day, and that was him. And he gets like three hundred bucks royalties around this time every year because everybody reposts the YouTube video. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> gets a little Father's Day fill up there. Um, yeah, the question about the Fighting Irish there, I've got a documentary um, uh, recommendation for everybody. Go watch, if you've got Netflix, they do, they're doing, it's kind of like their answer to the 30 for 30s that ESPN do, and it's called Untold, the series, Mm. and Manti Teo is a fascinating story, and you might remember, he's the guy that had the girlfriend that was a hoax Mm. back when he was the Heisman candidate in, well, 2012, I think it was, and... It is fascinating. So essentially, this guy, Manti Teo, who's one of the best college American football players in, in the whole system, he was in a relationship with somebody that didn't exist, and then he thought she died because her family, who also didn't exist, told him that she died, and then his world came crumbling down, and people thought he was part of this, the hoax. Um, people called him a liar. People teased him, abused him. His NFL career crumbled because of his anxiety that he found after it, and the documentary, uh, Manti Teo Untold, fascinating. So if you've got Netflix, a Netflix account, you're looking for a weekend watch, um, definitely go watch that. I reckon you'd love it, Izzy. Yeah, I've watched it. Oh, you've watched, watched it? I watched it. Yeah, 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 I've watched it, mate. It's, it's fascinating. I couldn't believe what I was... At the start, I was like, how is this even happening? Like, is he... 
not got one little bit of an inkling that this is fake. They haven't even seen it. It's or, religious oh, as, eh? Like, it was just so crazy to see it unfold. But, yeah, you're right, mate. He was a hell of a talent. And, yeah, crazy. Very, very weird. Six and a half away from seven. Good doco, though. Uh, back with your texts after this, including a hilarious one. I know as he wants to get to. Coming up to 7am this morning, was playing soccer as a young fella, broke my ankle, and the old man was on the sideline yelling out, Hollywood! <laughs> <laughs> that is so good! Man, there's plenty of that. It just reminds me of my old man. Oh, it was funny. It was as loud as they come, and then now, we went to my nephew's game, I was like, Dad, come on, cheer them on. He's like, no, 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 son, done my time. Done my time, just sit here in silence. I was like, oh, wow, dude. So good. There must be plenty more. Send them through, double eight, double three. Stories of your dad on the silence. It's Father's Day this Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Another one from Richie. Hey, lads, could you imagine the stories of SENZ had listeners and had hosts and hosts at Xmas party? Also, my mum pulled me off the field playing league after five minutes because I missed two tackles playing league. I was five years of age. Five years of age and your mum's come on and grabbed you by the ears. Oh, hell good. Keep them coming through. Love to hear from you. There's another one there, but coming up, we're going to hear from Adi Savia. I spoke to him yesterday after the All Blacks team was now named. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building music. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ, Friday the 2nd of September. Oh, love a Friday. And well, it's a sad and happy day here in, uh, in Autotahi Christchurch, boys, because I'm cattleless. I am cattleless. Cattleless, the horse? I thought, talking, I thought you were talking about catalyst. <laughs> no, no. My cattle, my cattle are gone. They're gone, boys. They, they are gone and they have moved on. And hello, my kids. They have moved on. And yep, so I, I'm, I'm animalless here and I'm feeling good, actually. Uh, they were really well behaved when they got in the truck. They left yesterday morning after the show and uh, yeah. Appreciate their time that we had for the last year, but it's time to move on, cows, and go to another home. Go home. <laughs> See ya. Let's get out of here. <laughs> ah, no. So that's my farming journey over, lads, because I'm not getting any more. I'm done, and, uh, yep, I'll just uh, have a dog, two cats, and beautiful family and beautiful wife. Hey, here we go. Here they kids are. Every morning, 7 o'clock, they deliver me a coffee. Mwah! Yes. What, about, what about the chickens? Um, nah. Oh, chickens, days. What do you reckon? Should we get some chickens? Nah, she don't want chickens. Sheep. She doesn't want chickens. Goats. <laughs> she what? doesn't want chickens, goats, or, Not alpacas. or anything like that. Not no alpacas. You, know no, no, you know that horse is coming, eh? That's why the cows are gone. <laughs> well, uh, look, uh, you never know. Tilly hasn't had a ride yet. She obviously just got out of her car, lads. She's back walking, but... um. Just a bit wary of, of her getting out there and having a ride, and she might fall off and, and hurt it again. So taking our time there, but you never know. You never know. One day we might get her something, And but I'm done. I've got a bit of land, and nothing's going to go on it, so I'm happy as, boys. Easy lifestyle living. Coming up, big hour, boys. We're going to talk to Wade Egan later on in the show. We've got uh, Artie Savia coming up shortly, but it's Father's Day this Sunday, and there's a message here. On uh, on the Temple Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. My Father's Day wish 
is the All Blacks to lose the remainder of their championship games, so maybe, just maybe, we can get a new coach. I am frustrated. How at is hell at the moment. I love the All Blacks, but this is the stage I'm at right now. So there is a lot of frustration out there, uh, boys, about the the All Blacks. And at the moment, and you can uh, hearing Fozzie's comments, boys, about uh, what he just said when you played that little presser. They did play uh, really well in that first half. The discipline let them down. They kept uh, the Argentina team in the game with Emilio Boffali. If you give him any chance inside 50, he'll kick it. But you look at that, they went well, they made the changes after halftime, and that's kind of where it went downhill at the moment. So, yeah. That's right, is he? And, and he did mm. address the discipline as well. Yeah, I'm not sure mm. about the all-discipline so much. I, I think in the first half, there, there were four defensive penalties that, that were frustrating early. Um, second half was more about, you know, the amount of territory and field position we, you know, position that we had, and yet we perhaps didn't bring enough variety to what we're doing and it's probably a sign of a team that's you know, desperate to make things happen um, felt that we had the upper hand and we're just going to persist and, and go with one method and I kind of get that but it didn't work. Yeah, it's interesting because they've obviously gone we, we spoke, Kempi, a lot about yesterday about whether they were going to stay with consistency of selection or they kind of grasped how enormous last week was where we've just lost to Argentina at home. They obviously have gone with selection, but there were times in that game last week in that test where on-field leadership was genuinely baffling. Like uh, they're talking about field position there. Geordie Barrett having a go from 60 where their line-out mall has been absolutely dominant and not putting in the corner, then turning down the three a little bit later on. So... Selection hasn't changed. Has a mindset changed? And do you think just they're off kilter, the leaders on the field in general? And how can you expect that that to be different this weekend? Oh, look, I think the changes on the bench, uh, they'll be used a lot earlier if it becomes a scrap like it did in that first test against Argentina. So, um, you know, Bodie and and um, big, big Brodie coming off the, the bench, I think that leadership there... And maybe the change in, in tactics. You know, my for me, it's all about mindset. There's, you know, he's basically shown so much faith in the side that the mindset has to be spot on, and it has to be. You know, as he nailed it yesterday when he was talking about his bomb squad, they need to go out there and be mongrels. You know, they 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 need to go out there and own that that game on Saturday night. Otherwise, I, the Argentinians at the moment are just saying, well, the starting lineup, we we already know how to beat them. Let's show, up, let's show up with the same mindset. Now, if you don't match them, then, hey, I'll, like I said, next week will be interesting if they don't match them. That's, a, that's, that's, the, that's the question. What happens if they don't? You know, they don't match them. He's got four guys on the bench that, are, that can come on and show some leadership, but it might be too late. And that's where the game's won and lost, Kempe, on the bench. You think of the past years when we've been or teams, we've been duelling out for 45, 50 minutes. That last 30 minutes, your bench comes on and adds that much-needed punch. That's when the All Blacks have, have been different. That's where they've had that point of difference over the last couple of well, years uh, gone by. But at the moment, we're just struggling to provide that impact off the bench. Now we've got Guzzler, we've got Papa Lee, we've got Bowden Barrett, some experience coming off that can hopefully, in that last 30 minutes, bring that direction, bring that leadership like you're talking about, Louis. And bring that. And on that situation with that kick, I, I know exactly that that moment. And I would have seen Geordie Barrett kicking it all week, and then he would have walked up to Sammy Kane and gave him the wink and say, "Yeah, I got this." 
So that would have taken Sammy Kane's decision out of his hands. Um, you know, Geordie Barrett would just back himself. I've done it. I've done it. I mean, <laughs> 2016, I was I was going to go overseas, and I said to Bodie, I was like, bro, chances are, like, you know, if I can kick goals, I'll get, I'll get more cash if I go overseas, and I gave him a wink. And then Rido looked at me, and he goes, you? And I was like, yeah, give me a chance, bro. Hamilton, bang, kicked it from half. So, like, you know, you can go over there and, and convince your convince your leaders that you got the uh, the opportunity to get the points um, to back yourself. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying, um, but yeah, the boys can can back, um, convince them that they can change their minds. Yeah, 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 I, I guess so. But, like, no other captain has lost to Argentina at home. And at some stage, like, I, I don't want to – I'm not part of the pylon on Sam Kane or the on-field leadership. I don't want to put it all on Sam Kane's shoulders squarely. But at some stage, as a fan, I want to see something that shows me that this, this leadership group understands where they've gone wrong and what they're going wrong and how they're going to fix what it. What do you want to see? What, what do you want to see? What do I want to see? What is it? I, I what, do you, see, what is it you want to see out there? I guess, I guess, pure um, I, decisiveness, like just do, do, and then no, like uh, consistency in consistency in what they do, because there was a. Yeah, they took the shot at goal there, but then they didn't a little bit later on. But also just decisiveness and dominance. Like I haven't seen dominance from that lead, those leadership players over this rugby championship. And uh, we're going to hear from Artie Savier, and he might you, you spoke caught up with him yesterday. And I know that in the press conference, Artie Savier kind of got his back up when some when a journalist asked him about the ascendancy at the breakdown and the Lucys maybe not being dominant. And he said, "Do you not think we've been dominant?" Well, I was watching personally. I don't think they've been dominant. Double eight, double three. I, I, I asked them a question. I asked them a question. I said, um, "People probably see why you're not being dominant, but then you got to look in the of, of why. You got to look a bit deeper of, of why they're not having the impact. And their defensive line is, hasn't been probably as, as assured as it has been in previous years. You know, you got players missing tackles. They missed a hell of a lot of tackles last week, and you can't get any breakdown ascendancy if you got going backwards." So I spoke to him about that, and we had a good catch up. And, and like, so you can look at it like that and say, look, they're not dominating, and they haven't got any turnovers, and it hasn't been what we've wanted. But you try and look a little bit deeper and like understand, okay, you can blame those three. But what are the other guys around them doing? Are they getting up? Are they helping them on the inside? Are they making their tackles? Are they putting opposition under pressure so they can have a genuine jackal opportunity? Um, and, and that's where I think they're lacking at the moment. Is that that cohesiveness? That cohesiveness? I'm oh, sorry, my English. Um, you know, that's where I think they're lacking. And to be fair, they don't select themselves. But as you said yesterday, as you don't care who's in the shirt, you're in the shirt, go out nah. there, play with mana. 13 minutes past seven. Let's do it without any further teasing. Let's catch up with Adi Savia. S-E-N-Z. Our next guest doesn't need any introduction, man. He has been, wow, a shining light in our All Blacks pack. Week in, week out, dominating ball in hand, defensively always sound. Mr. Inspirational, Adi Savea. Adi, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Um, it's been a big week, big week in camp in Hamilton. How's the week been, bud? Thanks, Us. Um, no, it's been um, it's been good. Obviously, at the start of the week, it's a bit you know down because obviously all the results from the last weekend. But I guess um, always always good going into a review and seeing solutions that can help us. Um, move forward and get better. So um, now we're obviously game day minus two. You know what a Thursday's like. Um, you know, so we're ready to rock and roll. It's, it's dagger. Yeah, look, 
<laughs> looking ahead, yeah. Artie, looking ahead for sure. Um, but it's been a big week. And when you look at the game, like Monday, you pro- you would have reviewed thoroughly. You look at the game at halftime, you, you had the advantage, you were getting gains, but just after halftime, you just went away from things. So what has been the focus? Has it been uh, more on attack uh, around the breakdown, trying to to uh, stop them getting quick ball or, or clearing out the breakdown? What's been the main area of focus this week? Yeah, um, you know, obviously there's, it's us being accurate. Obviously we let, mm. um, you know, we let them build build scoreboard pressure and we let them in the game through our, our silly accuracy and, and not being accurate around our discipline and stuff like that. So, you know, we, you know, we, we were showing clips where we could, it could have been all avoided um, and we mm. just put that upon ourselves. So it's more so being accurate in our skill sets, mate. Um, and obviously, yeah, um, being able to have variety in our game and, and and not getting narrow-minded focus, um, being able to just adapt and adjust um, to however the game is going. So obviously that's um, individual, um, you know, focus. And then obviously as a, as a group, as, as senior players, is to um, adapt and adjust to how the game's going. So, so people probably look at the breakdown here and they think, oh, you know, we're not getting enough turnovers. We're not we're not getting in there and, and forcing a slow ball. But it's a flow-on yeah. effect. It's a flow-on effect. So, what 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 do you need from your defensive team, the players around you, to be able to help you and Sam and, and Shannon Frizzell get in there and become menaces? Because you know, like I just said, people just identify and just pray that sevens and sixes and eights will get in there and do the job. But you know, you need other people to do their job too. So, how did the All Blacks do that this week? Yeah, um, obviously, you know, we've we need to, you know, obviously come off the line and, and meet them physically. Obviously, they're big boys. Um, we've got to try and, you know, land on top and and find little seams where guys can get in and hunt the ball and, and or slow the ball down. So um, I think it's a it's a whole team focus for us to be able to get in there and create slow ball. Um, but that first starts with the physicality and being able to um, and dominate their ball carriers, um, which they're big boys. So it is a tough challenge to do, but, you know, we've done it before in the past. So it's just about tapping into that kind of stuff and being able to, and nullify that. Knowing Fozzie and knowing what his uh, his coaching style, he would have. One of the things I was at the game, I was at the game on the weekend. I could just notice the, um, the Argentina. They weren't really committing around the breakdown, and they were getting numbers on their feet, and it, it felt like a, a blue and white war. So for you mm-hmm. on, on attack, Fozzie would have focused this week on on getting up, getting set, things that you can really control. It's not that you're not too far off, are you, Adi? No, we're not, mate. Um... You know, where the boys are getting up, sitting, and like you, like you say, they weren't sending many people on the breakdown. They were being, they were the intelligent, smart, picking their moments. Um, you know, obviously, if they've got a full line, there must be space somewhere else. So, you know, it's up to us players to be able to to scan and, and see, um, even if it, you know, if there is space um, in the backfield or or whatnot. It's just to be able to apply a triple threat game. Um, you know. That's up to us when pressure does come on, not to be narrow-minded and to be able to see right. see things um, that's in front of you. You know it all well, Dagger. So um, it's just about yeah doing those things in those pressure moments. Yeah. Uh, you, you love my serious questions, eh? <laughs> Man, I've never heard you be serious like this in my life. Oh, I gotta do it, Ali. I gotta do it. Hey, quickly, <laughs> we won't we won't keep you long, brother. Um, but for you, your form, mate. Oh. Just week in, week out, whether you're with the Hurricanes, whether you're with the Wellington Lions, you're with the All Blacks, you're just consistent, mate. What is it? 
what is it about being so consistent? Like, what are you doing that is so right? Um, you just have a happy face. I, uh, to be honest, I'm not too sure, man. Like, I, I just got my processes during the week. Now my work at, at the start of the week and then allows me to just be free and open up I and mean, be clear in my mind um, later in the week. And uh, for me, mate, like I, I live in a, in, a, in a mind state where I'm always blessed and grateful. Um, so whenever I do get a chance to play on the field, it's, it's, it's with a smile on my face and, and, and win or lose, obviously want to win, win or lose regardless. I'm always, I'm always giving thanks and, and I'm grateful. So, when you're in that state of mind and you're able to play footy because you just love it and you want to just give your all for not only yourself, your family and, and the brothers next to you, then you know, sometimes that can bring the best out of you. So um, at the moment, that's working for me. Um, so I've just got to keep doing that. And, and obviously, um, if things do change, just try and navigate and, and adapt and adjust. But yeah, brother, just go out there and give it my heart and my all and that's all I can do. You do that week in, week out, without a doubt, mate. We cannot question your heart and your want to get up and, and do it for your brothers. And uh, we really appreciate it. Just quickly before I let you go, do you ever sit back in your room and reflect on the young uh, young Artie, the short-haired, you know, young baby-faced assassin coming onto the scene to where you are now? Um, I actually did it um, a couple of days ago, obviously. It was, I think it was on the 24th was, um, a decade ago since I made my ITM Cup debut and I was, you know, on Sorry. socials. Yeah, so it was actually quite nice to reflect and and um, send it to my wife. Um, obviously, she was with me too um, and just reflect on the journey. Um, and funny enough, you know, continue the journey, see where we go, bro. Oh, mate, the journey's pretty pretty stellar at the moment, brother. We appreciate your time here, Adi Savia. Um, all the best this Saturday. Go out Thanks, there, do the job, no doubt you boys. We'll react and uh, get the job done. Appreciate it, Arts. Cheers, Dex. Bye. S-E-N-Z. No, great interview, Izzy. And no one, no one is questioning Artie's uh, commitment to the jersey. You're right. His form has been out of this world, really, hasn't it? Oh, mate, he's a freak, eh? <laughs> just never dies in the fight. And, and like, you, look, you look at it and you ask the reasons why. He just looks so settled, not only on the field, but in life. You know, he's got a beautiful family and... He's, uh, you know, he's got his priorities right. He's obviously very faithful and um, uh, he's religious, sorry, and he, he's really strong in his faith. And mate, he's, he's just a good, he's a good man. I just love that the chat about, um, you know, they've got the they've got the tools there, but they've got to be brave and they've got to all have a voice. And that's what was happening on the weekend. There was opportunities there, but players weren't getting set and they weren't giving the voice into. They're playmakers. There is going to be space there. You've just got to look and see it. When you're getting bashed on the nose, you get so narrow-minded, you just lose focus of all the space around you and, and everything becomes so congested. So I think, yeah, they would have touched on it this week, but, yeah, we, we, we need to see it. We need to see it. It's just time for words to be put into action. And um, There's been a lot of words this year. It's time to put everything into action, Kimpi. Yeah, look, I like the I like what he was saying. I obviously reviewed the game and you know, some of the stuff he talked about. The Argentinians being intelligent and smart and the way they played the football. Um, but looking up at the triple threat that he's talking about, you know, not getting closed like closed vision. Mm. I think that's probably what you'll see different on Saturday night is that they'll understand after reviewing a game that they will be able to go out there and find that space that that space that they need. 
Yeah, bang on, Kempe. Two words that he used there. You can't be accurate if you're not physical. They need to get up off the line and actually stop mm-hmm. the Argentinian players getting over that gain line. So hopefully that means they're going to hit hard this weekend. And as you say, as he words are words, actions are actions. 22 past seven here with Kemba's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Double eight, double three. What do you want from the All Blacks this weekend? Some good messages we'll get to in a wee bit. Kempe will be off the back fence after this, though. With Tony Kemp. It's a big weekend for two of the most recognised coaches in New Zealand at the moment. On one hand, you have a coach that was handed a poison chalice, and on the other, one that inherited a legacy that rules a nation and which is currently under threat. As the Warriors roll out onto Mount Smart for the last time this season, I hope everyone in the ground gives Stacey the recognition he deserves for helping this flailing team get to the finish line. For without Stacey's love for this club, I'd quite simply say this, more heads would have rolled and the loss not just on the field but off it would have been far more substantial. The little general, take a bow son. And finally, the final curtain being drawn on Stacey Jones' foray into first grade coaching, here's our mate Fozzie. He will have the blowtorch on him as he tries to motivate a team who was smashed by the Argentinians. Let's all watch them try to return that favour down in the Tron this Saturday night. Well, Stace can sit back and enjoy the smooth, hoppy slurps of an amber ale on the off-season. Fozzie will be dusting off his armour for another beating by the public if his All Blacks can't get the job done. So who would you rather be? Stace getting the club home on two wheels? Or Fozzie must win or face the uncertainty of retaining his job? I'm happy to be the water boy on this occasion. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, wow, Gimpy. Oh, who I'd rather be. Look, I'd rather be Stace because win or lose, he doesn't really cough it. <laughs> you know, it's just one not of his those fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault he's taken over. Oh, what will he? Warriors? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, look, it's an awesome opportunity for the, for the Warriors to finish at Mount Smart, in front of their home people, and an awesome weekend of celebrations, 202 reunion. We've got Paul Donkins coming up, uh, going in the studio after eight, and uh, well, I'm just looking at that, looking forward to that. And then the, the All Blacks, I'm, I'm expecting a reaction from them, 100%. Rolling into it. Nice. One Who would you rather other. be, Kempe? Who would you rather be? Oh, mate, being through that, <laughs> being through that coaching gig, um, you know, one of the things I thought about with Fozzie, like, it's, what a challenge. You know, I was going mm. to write about like what an actual challenge it is and what Kiwis are really like when they, they get thrown a challenge. Like this small country with five million people always um, bats above their weight, you know what I mean? So I, th- I think the challenge, I think for Fozzie, the challenge, if you're looking at it with glass half full, mate, yeah. what a challenge. What a chance to say, well, I, I, I told you so. So I'm wishing mm. them all the best on Saturday. I think they get the job done too. Nice, nice stuff, Gimpy. I think lots of people think that as well. Manchester United lead Leicester City right now 1-0. Our choices for a poll just up after Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. But a bit of breaking news, which has just come through uh, to the inbox, literally right now. Canterbury Stalwart announces her retirement. Kendra Coxage is going to be retiring for rugby following the 2021 uh, Rugby World Cup, so later in this year. She's played... Yeah. She's playing her 99th match for Canterbury in Sunday's Palma Cup final. So they better win. <laughs> so she can play her ton. 
And there you go. After the Rugby World Cup, Kendra Izzy, she has been an incredible servant for rugby in this country. We'll get your reaction after the news for that Aloha, um, and we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about that. 26 away from 8 o'clock this morning. So your floor change and an instant with room view. Head to the SCN app, click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and vote in our Choices Flooring poll this morning. I want you to have your choice. What is most likely to happen this weekend? Argentina win back-to-back games. The Warriors put on a clinic against the Titans. Somehow the debt collectors from Varsity beat the Bush Pigs in the under-85 final. Or Izzy has another fill-up on the punt. <laughs> what is most likely to happen this weekend, Kempe? On the punt. Oh. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sealed that deal. He's, he's, one, oh. he's one from one. It's going to happen in threes. He's going to fill up on Saturday, oh. and then he's... I, I guess he's just going to take a little bit of that winnings on Saturday and throw it into a couple of trotters on Sunday oh. somewhere, and he'll have a full up, mate. He'll be buy a new pool. Oh, Daisy will be travelling. <laughs> Daisy will be travelling to Monaco. Should be going over there for oh. a holiday. Yeah, forget Adelaide. Boys, boys, boys. Look, you got your funny pants on today. I love it. I love it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> As he has another fill up on the punt, that is guaranteed. That is guaranteed. Mr. Brightside into Soph May's bang. Yeah, nice yeah, that's, yeah boy. that's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Two very good bets. Um, so you yeah. have your choice. Go and tell us what you think is most likely to happen. Argentina win back-to-back games. The Warriors put on a clinic. The Bush Pigs somehow get beaten. Or Izzy has a fill-up on the punt. Um, Kendra Coxedge, Daggy. What a career. Yeah, what a career, man. Um, she has just been phenomenal. I read her book. She's put out a little book, a little cartoon book, but it actually talks about her life and her story and her, you know, her little journey, it's quite good. I read it last night because Mandy's got it at her house. And, uh, mate, she's a special player and she's a special talent. She's done so much. And I actually, I, I read the book, like, I didn't know she actually played World Sevens. She played Sevens. She got a World Sevens uh, crown for um, in the game of Sevens, so I didn't know that. And then she was the first woman ever to win the coveted New Zealand Rugby That's right. uh, Most uh, Ultramane Trophy, yeah. Player of the Year. So she's done everything. She's a World Cup winner. She's played the the most tests, mate. She is uh, she is awesome. I actually <laughs> I actually knew last night because Mandy's oh Mandy old loose lips man's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ken is retiring tomorrow, and I said, "Is she?" And she goes, "Yeah." I said, "What time?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I said, "Oh, I might ask her if she wants to retire on my show," but I didn't want to um, sink Mandy in it. But I've sunk her in it now. But I've just flicked her a message, boys. I've just flicked her a message. I said, hey, uh, seen you retiring. I'll call you in a minute, and we'll just talk to you for one minute, and we'll just say, well done, and you're the best. Cheers. <laughs> She's seen it and left me on scene. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, what a career. Yeah, good work, Daggy. Always, always doing everything for that scoop. Eh? I appreciate it. 20, <laughs> Twenty-seven away from eight. Now she is. Um, is there a? Yeah, no. She she kind of is unparalleled, really. For I mean, obviously Farah Palmer, mm. and there are women that have gone before her that paved the way. But just to, the accomplishments you just rattled off there is in ninety-nine game for Canterbury this Saturday in the Farah Palmer Cup semi-final. Canterbury have looked very strong. They somehow just keep winning. They've got their Black Ferns back this weekend. You would suggest that they would probably make the final and hopefully goes out as a Canterbury centurion. Um, what a legendary New Zealander. There you go. Kendra Coxedge. Right, a couple of texts before we come back with um, Wade Egan. 
The first time in years during a game we went down on the scoreboard, I didn't think we could win. Not the composure of previous teams. That's what an on that's an on field leadership issue. Who is demanding discipline on the field from Peter Mack? Says Kimpy. Kimpy, what do you think there? That's that's a pretty good text. Yeah, look, I, I think everyone needs to realize, realize that it isn't the All Black team that Izzy was involved with, you know what I mean? They're, they've been caught up, mm. and the sooner we can get that into our heads at every Test match now, especially with those teams above us in the in the top four positions, um, and probably just below us, always going to be a, a 50-50 game at the moment. So until we until we roll out, a, it's, it's like the Melbourne team for me, you know what I mean? Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater... You know, until you can roll out like the 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 Carters, the the Richie McCalls, the Izzy Dags again, which we don't mm. seem to have, um, mate, you got to you got to get used to it. You're in a competition. Every game will be like and, that. And just on that, um, Kempi as well. Like the leaders, the captain's got an armband, but there's leaders around them that that help him become. The influential leader he needs to be. I think back to Richie, and, and he had Kevy, he had Rito, he had uh, Brad Thorne. You just had leaders mm. in every position. You had Conrad Smith, so you had leaders that, in their own right, could have wore the black armband and, and been the captain. But so you look at Sam Kane, the cap, the leaders around him have got to provide him with leadership as well. So who are of they? You got Sammy Whitelock. Yes, you got Sammy Whitelock there. So he needs to have a voice out there. You got Artie. They need to have a, a big voice in the back line. Who is the back line leader from that back line? Who, who, who is their leader? Well, you'd Richie Moore? Well, Richie, you'd Moore, yeah. Richie and Geordie would have to be. Well, yeah, and mm. Bodie's on the field. And Izzy, you're right. It's And, uh, and before, that's what I – look, on-field leadership, yeah. I would prefer to use that term yeah. rather than Sam Kane's a terrible captain because I think it's on-field leadership. But sometimes you have to shuffle the cards. Mm. And they haven't done it now. Would they do it if they lose this weekend? We will find out. 20 away from 8. Let's catch up with Wade Egan. Talk a bit of rugby league. Kempi, we're league all the way home. Oh, mate, I just can't wait for the finals to start because uh, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a smoky. But tomorrow evening, the Warriors' 2022 season comes to a close at Mount Smart with the Titans in town. Yeah, we're going to catch up with Wade Egan about that after this. Dead. Huge weekend of sport, quarter of away from eight this morning and tomorrow night, Kempi, it's all about the Warriors. Yeah, well, you know, we all know it's been another hard year for the Warriors and they've got one last chance to show the fans they appreciate all the support at Mount Smart when they take on the Titans tomorrow night. Wade Egan, he's battled hard this year. He's played admirably in that number nine jersey. It's been tough and he's with us now on the line. Morning, Wade. How are you, mate? Morning, boys. How are we? All good. Oh, good, mate. How you? How you feeling, mate? You happy to be home? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, you know, the, the games we played back here, we've um, put in some, some pretty good performances. So it's um, yeah, it's really good to be home. And um, yeah, one last one last hurrah for the year, and hopefully we can um, yeah do a good job tomorrow night. Yeah, do a good job, Wade. Is he here, mate? Appreciate you coming on the show, nice and early. Hey, hey uh, what's what's this what's this week been about, mate? You're back home. Are you trying to make it a, a special week? Have you been out and about amongst the community? Um, well, we only got in last last night because we sort of um, oh. we we played um, in Sydney last weekend, and it's been a bit of a um, we've had a, we've had a tough couple of weeks on the road with um, road trips and stuff like that, and flight got mm. delayed last night as well, so it was <laughs> got in late, which which doesn't help, but. Um, yeah, we'll be out and about today. We've got a sort of old boys day today. We'll um, catch up with all the, the old boys that have, um, you know, played for us in the past and, um, you know, 
made the path for us, and that'll be really cool. They'll be there tomorrow too. We'll run out in front of them and stuff like that. So um, that'll, that's always a cool experience when you can interact with um, you know the guys that, that came before you. Geez, that's tough, mate. I know the Titans got in. They got in two days ago. Um, they're training up at the gym that I train at. So, mate, um, just just asking about the the journey, Wade. You know, over the last couple of years and and how tough you've done it this year. What has been? Do you think? You know, you're in the you're in that middle of the park. You touch the ball the most in a game. What do you think the main problem has been for the Warriors this year? Um, yeah, it's probably just. Consistency, mate, as you can see with our performance, you know, up and up and down, um, we sort of hasn't been good enough. You know, we started the year off pretty well, then we had a we had a sort of a real poor run, we just couldn't get over the slump, and then um, then the, the back end of the year we've hit, you know, we've had some great games, and then some also some really poor games. So um, it's probably just trying to find that consistency on a week to week basis. We've got a pretty young squad, and it's um, now as a young fella, you got to try and get yourself up every week to play the NRL level and. We probably just haven't done that this year as a as a whole group, so that's probably that's probably the main problem. Um, yeah. And what what about the the training um, behind the scenes? I was reading something from from bloody uh, Bunty the other week, and he was talking about the training. Is there still a lot of confidence in the group, and and is everyone you know uh, uh, you know holding everyone accountable? Is is that what the group's about? And, and next year. Are you excited with what you got next year? Like, you feel like you can go into the new year, you've got nine home games, and, and get the job done next year? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, training's been a little bit different at the back end of the year when you can't make finals and stuff like that. You know, you, you sort of want to enjoy enjoy training. You don't want to be a, don't want it to be a sort of a drag, and you obviously want to get your footy stuff done, but you also want to have a laugh and sort of stay sort of brought that brought that mindset in after after we sort out final contention. You, you know, you gotta you gotta enjoy what you do and. Um, yeah, yeah. Touching on next year, there's um, there's there's some real good positivity. Um, looking forward to that. You know, we've got some new new signings coming in, some new coaches, and um, yeah, sort of a reset. We get back over the NZ, and everyone gets their gets to actually have a home, not be on the road for um, you know, an amount of time. So that'll be really good to actually set up base and train train in um, at a home ground for for once, I guess. Yeah, to get home, eh, Wade? There's nothing like being at home. Hey, just around you talking a little bit about cohesion and building for next year. What's what's what is that collective cohesion like between, I guess, the football players, the coaching staff, and the staff off the field? Are you all on the same page? Yeah, yeah, I think we're all on the same page, mate. Obviously, it's been hard with you know the, the football, uh, sorry, the uh, management staff and and stuff being back at home, and you know you got to interact through Zoom or phone calls, and then. Um, you know, players and, and staff being at the hog. So hopefully once we all get back home it, it'll be it'll gel a little bit a little bit better and um yeah, with the new coaching staff coming in it's um it's obviously pretty difficult to to connect straight away, but I'm sure um, you know, um, Andrew Webster is he's a pretty smart seller and he comes from a really good system so I'm sure he has some good things in place, um, you know, come November where we can um, you know, build chemistry and um yeah, get the ball rolling on that on that front. We've got a we've got a text message here. We we're just uh, one of the texters is just asking if you think you can get on the phone to Andrew Webster and ask him to bring half a dozen of those Penrith players along, mate. Is there <laughs> is there any is there anyone that we I guess the question is is there anyone that we don't know that we can get excited about that's coming to join the team next year? Give us some yeah, breaking. Give, give us some bully, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a few of those, yeah, I'll give you the groundbreaking news. I'll leak it. Um, nah. Um, yeah, a few of those tennis boys would be uh, would be handy, but nah, there's some really good players. You know, you got Mitch Barnett. It's a tough, tough, real tough forward for the Knights. Um, 
near Corey, I watched him play last night. He was probably one of the, one of Parra's best forwards, and um, you know guys like Dylan Walker, um, Tamari Martin. He's been outstanding this year for for Bronx. So um, there's some really handy signings there, and um, you know if we can all get on the same page, I'm I'm sure we'll um, we'll do a real good job. Um, you know in 2023. Hey mate, well just before we let you go, just a question: uh, Who would be the prime minister out of the players in your team at the moment? Prime <laughs> minister. If you could pick one, uh, who would that be? Who's the rocket scientist? Uh, the prime minister. You, you know what? Probably you and Aiken. He's not the he's not the smartest bloke around the team, but he's really book smart. So he'd probably draw up um, drop a few good ideas um, behind the scenes. He probably doesn't look like the smartest <laughs> bloke, but he's um, he's pretty witty. So maybe him. <laughs> nice. Hey Wade, thanks for thanks for joining us, mate. Get some sleep today. You're going to need it tomorrow night. Um, we're coming down to call it for SCNZ. Looking forward to watching the, the home game in front of the pack crowd. Thanks for thanks for uh, coming on breakfast this morning. No, no worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers, Wade. Yeah, in good spirits. Oh. Get on them. Yeah, mate. Good spirits. I can't believe they never arrived last night. Oh, neither can I. <laughs> like, like the Titans have been, been here for three days. For a week. Yeah, oh, they do it tough, well, don't they? Well, remember Cam on Wednesday told you about how they've been packing up their houses and like they've, of actually, course. they've actually yeah. had a big couple of weeks kind of winding their Australian operation down and, and like this is it. This is the final hurdle. They're back. They're home. And, mm. and now they're out of the New Zealand Vodafone Warriors. Again, and they are the Vodafone Warriors. So um, as Vodafone extended that partnership. So good on them. Eight away from eight. A couple of text messages to round out the hour on the Warriors and the All Blacks after this. SCNZ. Coming up to 8am this morning. Uh, some texts here on double eight double three before we talk. Plenty of rugby league in the next hour. Sometimes being a good leader is knowing when to say I'm not the best person for the job. Bit of an ambiguous text there. Don't know whether you're meaning Foster, Kane, anyone in general. Uh, Brendan wants to know, how did my, Louis, how did your new flatmate go? How did that end up? Well, as I said earlier, it ended up well. She woke up a little bit sheepish yesterday morning and um, she got her friend to come pick her up. Um, morning, men. RG's win by one or it's a draw. Aussie beat the Saffirs. Rennie gets the keys to Canberra. Titans narrowly beat Warriors. Roosters carry on their momentum. And the Bay beat the Sheep... Can you say that? I don't know. Good luck on the punt, men. Cheers, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say that, Davey. But anyway, love the passion. Did you hear... Look, did you hear that... Um, Did you see that... Presser yesterday. There's a message coming through about the presser with um, as a Smith and Richie Mwanga and like Nagi pretty much coming out there and saying they don't want to play, and uh, that they yeah they, they just don't play any rugby at the moment. You, you see that one, uh, Louis? I didn't see it, but I heard Kieran Reid after the mm. game pretty much saying the same thing. Like it's hard to mm. play a team that doesn't really play, but that's just the like as the texter points out, the person with the most points wins the game. Test yeah. match footy and, too. And you know what? Aaron knows better than that. You do not feed the beast. You do <laughs> not feed the That's beast. That's twice this week. Checker. checker will be putting that on his wall in Spanish, and all the boys will be walking past it, and Pablo Matera will be dribbling out of his mouth, ready to rip it. <laughs> Honestly, he knows better than that to feed the beast. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, and Caleb Clark's comments about getting smashed every oh. time he carried the ball, and they're, uh, yeah, they're in for it again. Yeah, oh, you just don't do that whatsoever. Anyway, we have a special guest in the studio after eight o'clock. We got Paul Donkin, manager of the two o two. Great team back then. I was thirteen years of age watching it at the cinemas and what pucaro that infamous final when Stacey Jones gave us a glimmer of hope. <laughs> and well, 
the rest is history. But it is reunion weekend for the Warriors. Coming up, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Friday the 2nd of September, second day of spring. Oh yes, it's been a good day. I love Fridays. Fridays are so, so good. The text machine's been flying. We've talked to you. We spoke to Artie Salvia earlier on in the 7 o'clock hour. If you've missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app. And you can listen to that podcast. Great to catch up with him. And also, great to have Wade Egan, the Warriors hooker, on the show. They are playing at home. Mount Smart Stadium is sold out, packed out. Mount Smart Stadium for the last time this year. Be great to have our Warriors back home and their own beds, their own surroundings next year. Nine games at home. A reward. Was that a reward? Is that enough of a reward? Mm, Debatable. Anyway, they need more. They need more. That is enough from me. It is five past eight, and we have a very special guest in the studio with us today. Kempe, who we got? Mate, we got the one and only Donk. <laughs> Paul, Paul Donk. Yeah, Donk. The Donk, yep. He's, uh, well, he's a legend, mate. He was our manager back in 2002 on our run through to the final uh, for a couple of years before we headed over to Catlin- uh, Catlins. But how are you going, Donk? How's yeah. things? Yeah, good. Thanks. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's great. No, going really well, mate. It's great to be back in the old uh, City of Sales. The City of Sales. And Ando oh. and still snore, does he? <laughs> well, we're close, but not that close, mate. We just have different rooms. But, uh, yeah, no, no, it's good to be back. Uh, I don't miss the rain. Um, that was one thing I always had problems with here. And, obviously, your... Uh, yeah. Your office smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get, don't let too much out of the bag, <laughs> mate. So, so let's let's just crack into it. What what do you remember of those days? What what like what's some of the fond memories of those days? Oh, look, there were so many. You know, people always said, you know, they wanted to know when we, you know, we all parted, and I said that's not what it was about. It was always about the great things. I mean, we had so much fun, Kempi. You know, when you look back. You know, the the basketball day. So what people don't understand is we had this basketball hoop. And uh, you know the players would would leave, and then all of a sudden the coaches thought we were all who were we? <laughs> NBA, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Michael. That was Michael Jordan. Well, I don't know. Was there any fat basketballers? Because <laughs> sure I would have been that bloke. <laughs> I know, but we, you know, we played, and then we were just talking about it off air. You know, that you know John Mitchell would come to our thing, and at the time he was the All Blacks coach, and he'd pull on the on the bib or whatever we used to do. But it wasn't. It was a rugby league. Basketball, wasn't it? It, it was, was fantastic. Yeah. You're allowed to tackle. There's no fouling. <laughs> like you can get called. You can get called up for a fouling. But it's a, it was a good time for that coaching stuff. I was telling Izzy about it. Like we we didn't have a cast of thousands. But what you we were talking about that last week. What what was so good about not having so much staff and just getting on with things? Oh look, I think I spoke to you, Kempi, about the the Sydney Swans have this you know uh, theory that they don't have a. I hope I can say the word dickhead policy. But we had that before they even brought that out, mate. You know, the, the guys, everyone there, like Kia Hansen, um, yourself, Daniel, you know, to me to some extent. But they were, we didn't, everyone had like five jobs, mate. You know, we didn't just have one job. You know, everyone did everything. And it was just, everyone got on with their own job and then did everything else. So, you know, if something had to be picked up, we'd do it. You know, if something came off the ground, we'd do it. I just think that it was the greatest bunch of blokes that I've seen in a rugby league thing. So now, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, how much staff everyone has. But the thing then, we didn't need it, you know. And I still think that sometimes we do 
complicate things by putting too many people in, you know. I really do. Yeah, Kempi was talking about it earlier on, the resources, the limited resources you had, Paul Donkin. But I appreciate you coming in, and I can't really see you. You're just around <laughs> on the left there. If you lean, lean forward, I'll see your beautiful face. There you are. There you are, mate. There you are. Nice hey, I uh, appreciate you coming in. <laughs> appreciate you coming into the studio, mate. Hey, just, just reflect on those earlier days. You had uh, Daniel Anderson, you had Tony Kemp as assistant coach, mate. What, what was Kempi like? Give us a little inkling to Kempi's <laughs> coaching style. Look out. Maybe a few wow. stories, because I remember that year vividly, mate. I was a young kid in Hawke's Bay. I went and watched the grand final at uh, the Waipakaro Cinemas. It wasn't uh, what we wanted, but, mate, it's a hell of a career. What, what was Kempi like? Well, it's funny. I've been you know, thinking about what, when I first met Kempi, because my recollection of Kempi was, you know, I saw him play with Newcastle Knights way back in the day, and all I remember is that it gave a fat kid like myself in the western suburbs of Sydney <laughs> hope to wear big shorts one day, because he wore massive shorts. But look, he was, he was fantastic to me and, you know, my family when we first arrived to come here, and, uh, you know, he, he knew his stuff. He, you know, you don't get to where Kempi was from Shell and Peas, you know, he played at the highest level, um, and he was passionate about the place, which is always a bonus, you know. Like, we do take the piss out of each other, but he was fantastic with all that thing. So he knew when to be serious, and he definitely knew when to yeah. be, you know, let's have a bit of a laugh and stuff like that. But I'll tell you one thing he was. We used to get lunch provided for us there <laughs> at one stage. I've never seen him move so quick. Every time that lunch thing would come, I'd think, where's Kempi go? Woof, he was there. He'd come back. He'd have the biggest plate. And I'll tell you what, he made me look good now. I'm beside him. What about the, but the arms? Like, you know, the first thing I remember walking into the gym and I thought, you know, Kempi, oh, I've got to make Kempi. And all I'm thinking about is his shorts and his big fat ass. And then when I get there, I went, oh my God, he's put my legs on his arms. They're ginormous. Everything was beach weights with Kempi, though. There was no legs, it was all. <laughs> Let's get those beach weights out. <laughs> mate, mate. All right, enough of that. Enough of that, because I actually want to talk about Not enough of that. Not enough of that. I want to talk, more, trust me. I want to talk a little more. bit about that football team, mate. Donk. You know that football team, yeah. that run we had in 2002, because that's what you're here for. Right. We're back for the the reunion of the 2002 grand final team. But just talk about that team, mate, you know, because you got really close to the boys. Yeah, look, it was great because I've just I flew over yesterday with Kevin Campion uh, to my right and then uh, Clinton Torbis to my left. And we had really good conversations about that whole period, you know, and they were disappointed. They still spoke of you know, how much it hurt them and, uh, you know, they – they thought it was weird that we were celebrating a loss, but I said to them, we had to celebrate this on a couple of fronts. One, that those kids, when we arrived, were pretty raw. Um, you know, they hadn't really been in structure like the Aussie kids. And they, mm. they, they proved that they weren't just uh, robotic sort of footballers. They were f sort of free to do whatever they did. And even, you know, Kevin Campion said he was frustrated because he'd played an Australian style of football where, you know, five hit-ups and a kick and whatever. But these kids here have natural ability. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're more than just footballers. They're athletes. You know, just to see things like, you know, I remember Ali Lautiti one day coming into the gym there, picking up the ball with one hand off the ground and leaping straight from a standing start and dunking the ball. So these kids here, just for me, I, you know, I'd been in, in a system at Parramatta from 94 to 2001 before I came here. 
And I'd never seen anything like it. I just couldn't believe the talent that these kids had um, and just the way they enjoyed everything. So it wasn't a chore for them. They seemed, didn't they, Kempi? They mm. really came to the, the ground every day with a smile on their face. And they really were keen to learn. And they, they were sponges. They, they learned as much as they could off you and Daniel and anyone else around them. And they were just really good kids. They, they never really gave us too much problems either. So, you know, they had time on their hands, but they didn't get into trouble. They didn't go out, you know, mm. doing sh- silly things. They were just, I, you know, I just say to anyone that anyone asked me, you know, it was a period of time that if we could, you know, sort of put into a box, we would keep them like that and just keep bringing them out again and again in New Zealand because mm. these guys were just way above their their pay rate. They were just awesome, you know. They, they, they really were. And and for us Aussies that we realistically, you know, came here blind and thinking the same thing that the Australians thought, why have we got a New Zealand side? Why have we got a New Zealand side? You know, that's... And we were selfish, you know. Like, I'm a Newtown supporter. And they got out of the comp. And I always went, why have we got New Zealand when I want Newtown back in? But this mm. that was the dumbest thought ever. Until we came here, saw the culture of them, the way they were talented and the way that there was just, every time you turned a stone, there was another Ali Lautiti or, you know, Jerry C. Sue. This is just an amazing place. And and those times there with those those blokes, they were so respectful. You know, they did, well, one time, I've got to tell a story later about how they, they stitched me up, but they were, you know, just great kids and then now, you know, great men. But, you know, they learned so much and that's what I was sort of saying, that... If it was me and I was running the club, those guys somehow would all have to fit in and they'd have to be somewhere to give you opinions or feedback on how to play the warrior style of old that gets you some success. You know, because that's how they are. I was going to ask you that, Paul. Like you, you think back to 202 when you got it so right and you've just spoke about it. You come over here, the, we got a different a style, we got a different culture and... Our players learn differently. So what were the, some of the things that you could probably take back from 202 to add to this current crop that we have now? Because I feel like at now they probably um, haven't got the, the backroom mix right on how they're uh, portraying the conversation or giving those messages to the players to bring the best out of them. So if you think back to 202, how would you, how did you bring the best out of the boys? Uh, well, I mean, it, it definitely the games get complicated. As we've spoken before... You know, you're looking at uh, a lot more science into the game where, you know, we didn't really have a science. Well, Kia was... Kia, you know. Kia had those heart rate monitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were for me, but... Um, but he... Look, I, 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 to, to, be, to be honest, well, as you guys say, to be fair, um, I just think that we've sort of stifled their play and, and I, I honestly believe that you've got to try to find one or two maybe big, tough Australian boys that are really disciplined. You don't want them to be the superstar. I don't think New Zealand should ever buy any players um, that are halfbacks or superstars. There's, it's no point because you've got them here. You have to turn them into something. But I would I would seriously say that if you can get those kids in early into your systems and just have everything replicated from the under-15s right through to the first grade, you will see that there's some success in there, and then what will happen is the coaches or the t- or the club will weed out those people that aren't really committed to it, and then you would have the rest of the guys that would come, and you would have this culture that continues, like Melbourne culture. 
you know, Melbourne continues and people scratch their head. Why does it always that they lose so many great players but then they have success the following year? The Warriors are exactly the same. They they just don't realise the culture that they had. And it sort of went away. And there's, you know, there's lots of reasons and lots of people got involved and there's been different owners and whatever. So that becomes a complex thing. But I think, honestly, that it's here and it just needs to get some sort of that culture back from the 202 is it that I would sit down and as I've spoken to Kempi about it, that you would get in a room, have a think tank and say, you know, you don't have to take all their, their advice, but you should say at some stage... How did they win? You know, the most successful period in in Warriors history, short history, was from 201 to 204, right? And then it just stopped. But we were young. We were, you know, I was only 32, 34 or something. You were a bit younger than us. And it was just, you know, it it wasn't whirlwind. And we were learning on our feet. But the kids were learning with us. And they brought into the culture. And they they ran the culture in the end, you know. Blokes with, with strong morals and strong standing, like, you know... Um, Kevin Campion, and but even, just even, not even Kevin Campion because he, you know he's an Australian, but you know Motu and the whole lot they were all there. And then once you broke that up, it sort of left. But why did it leave? Because we didn't instill that thing to continue down. So, you know, I still think that New Zealand Warriors should never be out of the eight. And I think it's not that hard to get back a little bit of the culture of how to win. And again, it doesn't need, you know, us bully Australians coming over and telling us how to play your game. Get the New Zealand game and tell us how you want to play. And wasn't that and wasn't that Love the key? That. Wasn't that the key? Like oh. the Australian, we had Australians come in. Me and Ando were real young. Um, you were a young manager. Keir was straight out of university as a yeah. scientist, and we just went, well, we want them fit, and this is we want those fundamental skills. Um, to be so good that their school will take over once again on a football field. What do you remember about that side when they were playing against the Australians? What you were talking to the Aussies as well about the Warriors. What were they? What were their thoughts about that Warriors team that we had back then? Well, it, I spoke to lots of players that I knew from Australia. You know, like Nathan Highmarshes out of Parramatta and stuff. They were just gobsmacked that we could play that type of football week in week out, and they didn't know how to defend it. So, you know, Brian Smith, the great technician that he was, would study video before anyone started video and whatever. They couldn't break us down. You know, they knew that Ali Lautiti was going to get the ball and pass it to Clinton Torpy, but they didn't know when. Mm. So what you're doing is you're surprising the, that side every day, right? So even the other Aussies started to make... They stood up. It was the first time, honestly... In that whole whole period when we were here and we started to have success, that the Aussies looked over their shoulder and went, "Jesus, we've 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 opened a can can of worms here. This is this could be anything." And I just honestly, you know, it, it was something that we needed. And like I even remember Ray Warren, who, you know, he was family friends, and I went to school with his his sons and stuff. And he, I remember him saying to me, "I've been waiting for this since they come into the competition." You know. And then, you know, it stems back from seeing that in 1986 when New Zealand beat Australia for the first time at Carlaw Park and stuff. You know, some of us wanted it, but then when it came, no one wanted it. <laughs> you know, but but that's that's what I mean. Uh, it, this this is still a sleeping giant, and you know, New Zealand 
have got to realise that they've got more than what it takes. And that, you know, look, look, there's so many clubs here, and we spoke about it yesterday on the plane with, with who I was on with, and we said, so in Australia, Manly have their region where they can pick their juniors from, Parramatta have their region, Penrith, whatever, and no one can go into them. So Canterbury can't come into the Parramatta That's right. place, right? But in New Zealand, it's free game. <laughs> So every bugger's here. The Roosters are here. Yeah. Daniel Anderson, yeah. you bludger. <laughs> He's here signing blokes everywhere. But then the thing is, though, you've got to get the Warriors to a point. And look, well, Daniel should be working here, mate. Seriously, he's he's the best development yeah, guy out here. there. He should be working here. Um, do we need to take a break? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Here's, here's a question for you all. Ponder this and we'll come back. Um Question for Kempi and Donk. Do you think the Storm played last night to intentionally run fifth, applying logic they should beat the Raiders with eyes closed next weekend? So have a, I, love, I love stuff like that. I love the conspiracists. So have a think about that, and we'll come back to it. We'll also catch up with Pitt Morris not too long. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Paul Donkin in the studio, manager of that famous 2002 Warriors side. Right, snap, snap poll verdict, Donk and Kempe. Did Melbourne lose intentionally last night? Yes. Oh, hell no. 100%. Just look, it's false economy. They just want to make Parramatta think they can win the comp. They'll never win the comp. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a Parramatta supporter. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm in Newtown. Look. Oh, he's Newtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very but, good. But, but loves Parramatta. Right. <laughs> I was thinking that was that terrible NFL side. Um, oh. <laughs> all right, boys. What else? So tonight you've got the big do, you've got the big session, all of the old boys in one room, no fighting, Kempi. How's it going to go? Oh, no fighting, just a lot of, lot of you know, donk telling lies, really, telling stories <laughs> and telling lies about me. He'll, he'll tell plenty of those. One thing I want to quickly get to, though, before we go to our next break, Donk, is just that grand final night. So we've, we've spoken about that. We've all got our theories on what happened and why why the Aussies didn't want us to win that trophy. But what's your thoughts on it, being coming from Australia? Um, I, look, it wasn't until afterwards, and I thought about it, you know, straight after the game, there was multiple things that I hated about it. Um, one, we were trying to be bullied. We we were the minor premiers, right? So we had the right to wear the, any coloured jersey we wanted. We had the first right to where we stayed in, you know, Australia and everything. So we played Cronulla on the Sunday. We jumped. They forced us back on a plane that night. We arrived here with fanfare at the airport about midnight. We were back on a plane on, I think we had Tuesday off maybe or something like that. Mm. And then... They said you've got to come to the the breakfast, and we said, well, this is just impossible. We you know we need to stay here. We need to promote the game within this country, but no, they wouldn't. So we had to get back on a plane, and we got over there, and then we had to sit in suits at and where the media come and watch us eat breakfast on a stage, which was a bit weird. But it was weird. Yep. But <laughs> but everyone used to watch you eat because you're always eating. Mouth, mouth's open. Yeah, Christ. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Just like this. <laughs> What's normal? Um, Kubota. <laughs> but, but then the funny thing was it started. So my role after that breakfast is we had to sit down. There was the, you know, I think at the time the head of, head of NRL was there. Um, and then they had the Roosters guy, uh, Brian Cavanagh there. And so straight away, Brian just starts saying, well, this is what we're doing. We're wearing the uh, blue jerseys and we're staying at Coogee. And I said, hang on a minute. No, you're not. 
you know, we we get all the rights. Oh, listen, mate, you know, this is this is the way it goes. You know, this is our hometown. You know, we, we're from Coogee. So, we, you know, we argued and eventually we got our way with our jerseys and stuff like that. And then they came to us and said, uh, right, a kickoff will be, uh, you know, Australian time, 8.30. I said, 8.30? So 8.30 is 10.30 here, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to think that, they are, you know, we didn't have much time back here. Our body clocks hadn't done too much. The players were sort of in, in a spin because there was so much hype, you know, here. Then they wanted to celebrate with their family, so they were away from their family. They get pushed back over to Sydney. And it's all about the Roosters. So every time they open a newspaper, it's all about how the Sydney Roosters are going to beat the New Zealand Warriors. So they're behind the eight ball. So then what happens is the media get involved. 8.30 turns out to be 10 to 9, which is what time here? 10 to 11. Classic rugby league. You know, Kempi doesn't stay up these days past 9 (laughs) o'clock. Then in the box I remember yelling out, Kempi, what do you want? And he went, (laughs) he was asleep. You know, it's half time. Kempi, wake up. (laughs) <laughs> but look, I, I honestly think that it was against us, and then they actually changed the times eventually to suit that, you know, because it w- was too late, and it was. It was just a horrific thing. It but- was a setup. It was a, it was a setup, and I guess what people don't realise is that during that week, we really needed didn't have a chance to put our feet on the ground and yeah. and get on with winning that grand final and and we just about did it we got to that grand final and we competed and everyone's saying it was the Villasanti hit that turned Moz into a beast and Moz came in and took it out i actually just think that you know there's a couple of plays in that game that if it goes our way we probably get home on the sniff, sniff of an early rag i think we were tired Oh, we were definitely tired. They, you know, you I, know I, that no, back I end no of the doubt. game, we were all over them, and then the back end of the game, we just run out because it's it's by that stage, it's half past twelve. That's right. You know, I look. I I honestly think that you know, again, we were we were young in the head office, and then we were young as fo- you know playing with the football. I, yeah, I look. I agree, I, and I hate to say it as an Australian, but that's we we definitely didn't want you base to win. Yeah, brutal, brutal stuff. We're 28 away from nine. Uh, good memories for Paul Donkin and Studio Tony Kemp. We'll wrap it up and say goodbye to Paul on the other side of this. Catch up with Pitt Morris, tab.co.nz as well. Here comes Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Aotearoa. 26 away from 9 o'clock this morning Then we'll handball it across to Smitty Through till midday It is Friday the 2nd of September SCNZ Let's head across to Pip Morris At tab.co.nz G'day Pip, how you doing? Good morning, Lou. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're loving it. Uh, the punters keen to see the Warriors off in the right way in their last one of the year? Yeah, they certainly are. Most of the betting has been leaning towards them, Louie. And, and look, there's been a couple of little bets come in for them as well. One punter's put $1,000 on them at 153 head-to-head. 534 on the Warriors, 13 plus and over 54 and 0.4 points at 375. And there's been a couple of little plays, head-to-head bettings on them. And look, there's a nice power play that's been quite popular as well. It's Edward Cozzi to score a try in the first 10 minutes at $9. And Edward Cozzi, first try scorer, and Reese Walsh, anytime try scorer at $17. There's been a little play on that. Quite like the one myself where he Edward Cozzi to score the first, second or try and Reese Walsh anytime try score at eight dollars has been popular. As far as the All Blacks go, as soon as the team was named seven times the bets have been on Argentina. 
So punters are not happy with the change there. Argentina's really been the play, and there's been a thousand dollar bet on Argentina at four dollars and fifty cents come in this morning. A little bit on the All Blacks, five hundred dollars at 21s on the draw in the All Blacks versus Argentina match. <laughs> and a nice little multi, $9,415 on the Cowboys to get up, the Sharks to get up, and the All Blacks at 153. Lovely, Pip. Appreciate your work there. Wow. Head along to TAB.co.nz or download the TAB app. That is really interesting to hear that uh, play Not a bad multi. on the All Blacks. Mm. Hey, Izzy, have a look at these couple of texts here. Read them to Donk and Kempe. They'll love them. Yeah, boys, that was an awesome interview. He was right about get them early, and if they don't want to be here, ship them off and keep New Zealand in a Warriors option first. That is from George. So he wants the New Zealand Warriors to be New Zealand Warriors. Another one from Paddy. So good hearing those memories of the grand final. Seems utterly ridiculous looking at the club now that at one stage we were minor premiers in the grand final when now we're literally one win ahead of the wooden spoon. Up the waz. Cheers, Paddy. From Christchurch, so a couple of passionate supporters there, boys. Oh, good to bring them some memories. Hey, Don, just before we let you go, any regrets? Not meeting Izzy personally. He looks a champion. You're the good-looking one out of this crew. I'm telling you. Oh, thanks, Don. Good hairline. Thanks, Don. Hey, mate. Nah, it's been a bit. Honestly, I remember that 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 final, and you did right. Hey, at halftime. Stacey Jones in that try, just for half, I was like, man, we got this. We're, we're in with a chance here. Eight, six, come on. Bang. Oh, but, mate, like you said, I love what you say. The New Zealand Warriors, they had, their, they had their mantra. They had their culture. They had their identity. What we talk about quite a lot on the show is the identity of the Warriors. They've gone away from it. They need to get back. So tonight, Donk, when you have a couple of tubes, just ring it into the ears, all right? He'll be ringing in my ears, I can tell you that right now, is he? But, uh, mate, hey, I just want to say thanks a lot for taking the time this morning. I know it's uh, been a long trip over and a, and a long time before drink, uh, between drinks between me and you, but um, I just want to say thanks for coming over, Donk. I'll never forget those days. I think I'll tell the boys before you come in that they cut our time way too short as young 30, uh, 30-year-olds here, me, you and Ando. And, uh, yeah, what could have been? That's uh, We're going to yep. take that one's one with us when we leave this plane. But uh, good to see you, mate. Looking forward to catching up with you this afternoon for a beer. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Go the New Zealand Warriors. Yeah, love it. There you go. Paul Donkin. Great oh. to have him in the studio there. 22 away from nine. We've got choices, flooring, poll results, and the Friday tipple. Oh, there'll be plenty of that later on. The Friday tipple up after this SCNZ. All right, we're 17 minutes away from nine o'clock. Our Friday tipple is not far away. Uh, gee, that was good to have Paul Donkin in the studio. And if you're a Warriors fan, you have to head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and tune into that, reminiscing on the days of 2002, that very talented Warriors team. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. The poll was, what is most likely this week? In Argentina win back-to-back games, the Warriors put on a clinic, the Bush Pigs get beaten, or Izzy has another fill-up on the punt. Personally, I think the Warriors are going to put on a clinic. But, get this... 60% 60% of the people that voted in this poll think that Argentina are going to win back-to-back games in New Zealand against the All Blacks. Wow. I did not see that coming. Wow. Oh, the faithful, the faithless. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The cyclops. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, 
I hope not, Louis, but, um, you know... They're not going to win, mate. Result. Well, I guess, not gonna I guess you can't really say that anymore, though. I, I know, but mm. I, I said I said last week that I felt that Argentina had a chance, but this week I don't feel like they got a chance. Alrighty, That's the choice of foreign poll. Some people do. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Yep, it's fun day Friday, and uh, good to be part of this little bit. I love it every Friday. On Tuesday, we spoke with Time Magazine correspondent Sean Gregory about his cover, his interview with the GOAT, Serena Williams, a 23-time Grand Slam champion, announced she's ready for the next stage of her life, a decision decision Sean believes is pretty final. I asked her, well, is there a chance you'd go to Australia? She's like, no way. So you never know with athletes. You never, never know. But she seems pretty final. She has an investment company that's doing well. And most of all, she wants to expand her family. Oh, and the Serena show carries on at the US. Still Open. winning, How boys. Good. Still winning. How good is that? Anyway, a man who looks nowhere near retirement is Kurt the Krupp Baker, who's feeling as good as ever following the All Black Sevens win in LA. I haven't looked too far past this year. I'm off contract at the end of the year, so in a bit of an interesting spot, but... I feel like my my body and my mind are still in it. So, yeah, at the moment I'm I'm really motivated to continue performing in this in this environment. Fifty oh. events, is he? Fifty events, travelling the lifestyle, isn't it? How many kilometres do you reckon he's run <laughs> in his life? Is he? How many air points? Oh, air points. He's flown plenty, but ran. Oh, I think a little. Up to twenty thousand, probably. Twenty, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, he's, he's up tell you there. That. Oh, yesterday <laughs> we spoke with our mate Mitch McLennan uh, about Colin de Gronholm's decision to step away from international cricket. Turns out Colin wasn't the only surprise entrance in the BBL draft. I actually, Izzy, I didn't notice Mitch's name in the BBL draft. So what's going on there, mate? You oh, actually yeah. retired? <laughs> was that? No, it actually was. It actually was because I'm back playing, mate. I'm... He is. He's off to the the legends the legends <laughs> event in How India. Good. You forget Mitch yeah. is actually a superstar in India, eh, is he? Yeah, he is. Mumbai Indians, mate. Anyone that plays cricket over there is a superstar. He has uh, been a big part of the Indian team. But yeah, carried on. Bit of breaking news: Mitchell McLennigan's holding on for dear life <laughs> in the cricketing game, <clears throat> keeping it up. Kurt Baker, now you got Mitchell McLennigan. Oh, it's giving me a bit of hope, boys, eh? It ain't over till it's over. Here we go. <laughs> Time for our toast. <laughs> Time for our toast of the week. Which has to go to the Southern Bush Peaks. They will defend their under 85 kg title against the Auckland Uni Debt Collectors tomorrow night. And team manager Andrew James says the team's theme heading into Saturday is a familiar one. Oh, mate, it, it is trust your pig. It is it's trust the man next to you. You know, we've. It's all about trust, and we're um, yeah, we're in that pig pen together, and um, we have been for for the last um, you know three months. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, after talking to Paul Donkin, you. Be a real good fit in that bush, trust your pig and bush pig set up. 100%. Nom, 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 nom. nom. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, good, good I love stuff. it, Kimpy. Hey, uh, 12 away from oh. 9. Now, that's the toast of the week, but Sunday is a special day for lots of people around the country, and with some very tidy mahi from Kimpy, we got a little something for you, Izzy. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Daddy. What? 
Carlo, what's your favourite thing about Daddy? Playing on the motorbike. You like going on the motorbike with him. <laughs> Tells, what's your favourite thing about Daddy? I like jumping on the trampoline with him. Oh, I see. But Daddy's bad, eh? He gets, he gets tickets. He gets speeding tickets. Yeah. Is he bad? No, he's no, good. No, he's not. Is he, is he good or bad? He's good. He's is he good. good? Arlo, does he fix things around the house too? Yeah. Do you reckon? Don't know about that. I don't know. Does he really? What else does he do around the house? I uh, he he do he he goes in the couch and watches TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say so we love you, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. Say so happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Always got the last say, brother. Happy Father's oh. Day. Oh, Bryce, that was cool. When did you do that? Don't worry about that, mate. Always got something up the sleeve, me and Louie. <laughs> well, Kimpy, oh, there's no way I'm... we were going to leave you hanging, bro, because you're a, yes! you're a dad as well. And, <laughs> and just when you think you're going to get the last say, no, no way at all. I've been mulling over what to say for this all day. And I think one thing that struck me when I was thinking about it all was how much of a privilege and how much of a joy it is just to have a father to come to. Someone who's uh, lived through all these different experiences and challenges and struggles in life and is able to impart some wisdom whether or not it's wise advice, I don't think that matters. But just being around, man, that's one of the biggest blessings life can give to have a healthy father and someone who's devoted and, you know, just a good man. Um, but, yeah, wishing you a happy Father's Day, mate, on Sunday, on Father's Day. <laughs> and uh, well, one thing I did prepare was uh, if Tony Kemp is the answer, what's the question, who was the best father? Sweet. Mm-hmm. And that is on the front porch with Noah Kemp. Oh, oh mate, that's awesome, that Kimpy, was awesome. Just being around, brother, the supporter you are, bro. Yeah, man. No, that was cool. That was real cool. I was oh, got me, Louis. Got me. That's yeah. No, I love that guy. I love my girls. Yep. That's. Uh, I'm just happy to be a father, brother. Ah, well done. Well done, man. You're both exceptional fathers. Happy Father's Day to my dad and all the dads around the country this weekend. Nine away from nine. We're back with Smithy to wrap up. This is the Ian Kempe for breakfast. Four away from nine o'clock. We'll catch up with Smithy just in a second. Uh, Brett says just a shout out to everyone whose dads are angels, Kempe and Kazi Ed. I'll be at the test and I'll be there early to toe-toko the pigs. Trust your pig. Yeah, well done, Brett. Uh, best interview in such a long time. This is about Paul Donkin. Positive and upbeat. No wonder 2002 was a great year. Now just look at the number of Warriors and the Kiwi team to see how New Zealand is being pillaged by the Aussie clubs, Kempe. It's a really good point. It is. It is. And you know, hopefully they can get around fixing that. They've got... New recruitment, new strategy coming. They're home, you know. Again, it's about reset. Let's reset and give them a sh- give them a shot. So um, they'll get till probably round six. <laughs> mm. oh. <laughs> but just just now, it, it just really brought it home. What we've been identifying all, all year is the identity of the Warriors mm. is a huge part, and they've gone away from it. even people over in Australia have seen that. So. 
come back to our grassroots, our pillars, our identity, and, and, and we're different over here. We are, we are taught different, we learn differently, and we have a different uh, identity. So just try and go back to that. I hope we can. I mean, we're a long way from it right now, but I hope we can see that and, and can go back to it. Uh, and one text here from Charlie. G'day, boys. How is Severi's not mentioned for the All Blacks? Because he can score tries from nothing. Is it because he's a bit unconventional? Isn't it someone like that you need to have a crack at the RGs and other teams? Well, Charlie, he has not put a foot wrong as well. So he is right now in that list of unlucky players that um, just can't seem to get a crack for whatever reason. Anyway, let's catch up with Doyen. Smithy, he's down there in the Hawks Bay or up there, depending where you are. G'day, Smithy. Morning, gentlemen. Very important weekend coming up. Last hurrah for the Warriors. Oh, I can't wait for that. And then, of course, you've got the Test match. Oh, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Smithy. Happy Father's Day for Sunday, Smithy. Yes. Happy well, Father's thanks. Day, thanks. mate. And same to you, uh, Izzy and all the fathers. Uh, same to you, uh, Kempi, and same to you, Louis. Thank you, Smithy. Happy Father's Day, Louis. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> 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 Got something to tell us, Luke? I hope not. <laughs> hey, Smithy, last year you went out to Craggy. Are you doing the same this year? No, no, no. Uh, I think we're uh, hitting a slightly more uh, cheaper version this year around. This year. <laughs> the boat ramp. Yeah, Craggy was... We're not going the boat ramp. <laughs> Bloody dipstick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the loading going, ramp, for Christ's sake. Oh, really? We're, to, we're going to off the track. There you go. A group of us uh, old men are oh, going to off the track. Oh, that's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's nice. Yeah, very nice. What well else with him? And, you know, we're one week away from uh, this time next week. We'll be on the eve of the first group one of the year, which looks like it's been pillaged by Imperatries being way faster than everyone else because she <laughs> scared the field. She's about $1.60 to win it. So the spring racing is near. Enjoy your weekend, Smithy. Are you on the call this weekend? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm on the bench again. I've been benched, so I'm, I'm, I've got shitty, and I'm going to Australia on Monday. I've had a guts full. So I'm going to Australia to commentate cricket. That's it. Done. Finished. See you guys again oh. some stage. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do not leave us. Do not leave us. You're not leaving. You can leave Sky, but watch, you're not leaving SNZ, eh? Watch this. Watch this space. Oh, no. Jokey, mate. We love you. Have a good weekend there, uh, Smitty. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Oh, take care. It's your day to sleep in and do what you want. Kakite. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.